Hello, Collateral Gaming listeners. Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast. I just wanted to take a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. No, it's not video games, but we do invite really awesome and unique bands from all over the world. We dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Bo Maddox. This is Collateral Gaming with Collateral Cinema. Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing a collaboration special with Collateral Cinema, this time to talk about a video game based on a set of movies and one that I've been highly anticipating for quite some time now, and that is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. And uh, Bo, I've got a bad feeling about this. Do you really? Do you have a bad feeling about all of this? I have a bad feeling about all this. A really bad feeling. <laughs> <laughs> all jokes aside, uh, I grew up with Lego Star Wars. I've been playing ever since the original game, which followed the prequel trilogy. And then, of course, we had uh, the original trilogy and then the complete saga. Uh, and this is a complete reworking from the ground up. They've redesigned every single level. I mean, it is a completely new game. It, the, the, the very core basics of a Lego Star Wars game or, or a Lego gamer here. And when we'll get into that in a moment, but rest assured it is not a remake or a remaster. It is a completely new game that happens to follow all nine films in the Skywalker saga. And as soon as this was announced, I was hype, man, as a huge Star Wars fan, as a nerd, as somebody that, like I said, played the original Lego Star Wars video games, um, this was something that that I, I was I was super super stoked about, so we're gonna talk about it in the spoiler free fashion. Um, if you haven't seen all nine Star Wars films and you already haven't played this game, no need to fear. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually playing this game right now as we speak. Believe it or not, and I'm on uh, I'm on Tatooine, Mos Eisley, and I'm uh, I'm currently doing this uh, weird pipe puzzle or whatever. I'm not really sure what this is, but it's... Are you on Moss Eisley or Moss Espa? Moss Eisley, I believe. Moss Espa? Moss Espa's the one you visit in the prequel games. You okay, don't visit Moss Eisley till I got the original trilogy, I don't think. But, yeah, actually, one really cool thing about this new LEGO Star Wars game, and kind of continuing from uh, the past few LEGO games, is that instead of there being one small hub... Like there were, you know, originally it was uh, uh, Moss Eisley Cantina or the uh, or, or the the uh, the diner over where you, where you uh, in, in the is it Dexter's diner Dex's diner Dex's diner. Uh, instead, the entire open world, uh, the galaxy, including pretty much any planet that's ever been seen or referenced within the Star Wars canon, is is explorable here from uh, Tatooine to. 
Bespin to Exegol to Jakku, you name it. It's been featured. We've got Naboo. We've got Yavin 4. I mean, it is all here and it's all explorable within the free world. So we've talked about Lego games in the past. We did an episode on Lego Harry Potter. And ever since we did the Lego Harry Potter episode, I've been meaning to get to Lego Star Wars at some point. Lego games are kind of one of those games where it's like, if you've played one, you've played all of them to an extent. Um, that being said, this game actually has brought quite a few new gameplay enhancements. Now, Bo, you've never played the original Lego Star Wars games, right? Not to any real extent. I mean, my only real experience with the Lego uh, video game franchise was actually the Lego DC comic games. Like, I, I mainly played that. Okay, okay. Yeah, I played the original Lego Batman game. We actually played the hell out of that one. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a pretty fun game in its own right. I, I believe I remember playing the the Wii version of the game. The so, Wii version? Yeah. And they're all pretty similar. All the console versions of the games are the same. Of course, you had handheld versions as well, but you could expect the game on the Wii was going to be the same on the Xbox or the PlayStation. Uh, and so, and the Lego games overall are very similar. I mean, I th you've probably picked up that so much so far during your playthrough. So far, yeah, I, I can tell that how similar they are. But also, you know, there's of course the gameplay that's centric to whatever movie or franchise that they're doing. You know, like with Lego Batman, like you had all the bat gadgets and everything. You know, but here you have like the force powers, which are is a lot of fun to play with. I like this mechanic so far. Yeah, and that's something that's been around since the original Lego Star Wars game, which was the first of the the you know movie franchises that saw its own Lego video game release. And uh, I've always really admired the gameplay. I mean, it, you have uh, it, specific to the Lego Star Wars game, like you said, you have the ability to play as Jedi, and 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 you would and you're able to use the Force. Um, other characters that wield blasters were able to do things like grapple uh, and, you know, like the Gungans could double jump, things like that. They tried to, to implement different characteristics so that every character felt special. I mean, even down to protocol droids and astromech droids. Uh, this game actually kind of takes that to an even further extreme with these character classes that have been developed, um, all of which actually are upgradable and have different skills that you that will aid you within combat and traversal. Uh, so they've really, really expanded on the whole idea of having these different character archetypes. Um, a, a couple of the abilities that you seem to be able to do from the original are gone. Like for some reason, uh, the astromech droids don't hover anymore. I thought that was a little bit weird, but they grapple now. So go figure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, so far, I mean, this game is interesting on a graphical level as well. I mean, it's, it's obviously a, uh, definitely an improvement on previous games from what I've seen. Yeah. The graphics are actually really, really stunning here. I mean, nothing that's like groundbreaking per se. I don't know if these games act, if this game actually takes full advantage of next generation hardware, but I mean, I've been playing it on the switch in handheld mode because I have a switch light and it still is pretty stunning. I mean, as far as Lego graphics go, it, it looks pretty, even like a lot of the particle effects and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the effects themselves are uh, are very uh, very interesting to look at. Needless to say, but also just the uh, just being able to go around and explore these areas in the Star Wars universe and just just be able to you know manipulate all these different items. Like, I mean, I'm using the Force powers like uh, just to 
gather a bunch of these uh, those coins or whatever they are. The so that's actually what's new with force powers in the original game. Uh, certain objects and characters you could press and hold down the special ability button, and the force would just kind of automatically work usually. Um, normally the enemy would be pushed back or the bricks would be put together. Um, some objects, if I remember right, were manipulatable, or maybe I'm confusing that with the Leviosa skill and Lego Harry Potter. But, uh, in this case, nearly everything is fully manipulatable. You can not only pick things up with the force, but you can freely move it around you, launch bricks at enemies, launch enemies away. So they've really gone out of their way to give you full control over those powers. Uh, another thing that's been that's been uh, upgraded and something that hasn't been seen in any Lego game so far is the new combat system. Hmm. So previously with any Lego game, you pretty much just had the one button that you would spam to attack. Now you actually have a complex combat system something i don't think anybody asked for out of a lego game and yet nonetheless seems to fit in perfectly here you can press one of three buttons to chain together combos within combat and the game introduces you to that you know through its tutorial segments uh no matter which episode you start with because you actually can start at the beginning of each trilogy now, you can't start, say, in episode two or in episode five, but you can start with episode one in the prequels. You can start with episode four in the original trilogy, or you can start with episode seven in the sequel trilogy. So I started with the prequels. I played the games in chronological order. I think that's what you're doing, too. Yeah, I'm still in uh, Moss Espa and everything, just doing this whole thing. But, you know? I mean... If you want to start with the original trilogy because that's your jam, you're totally able to do so. And I really respect that. Uh, or let's say you want to go ahead and jump into the sequel trilogy for one reason or another. Maybe you hate the sequels <laughs> and you want to just get that out of the way. I don't mind the sequels. I am going to say I feel like the sequel trilogy part of this game was probably the weakest part, though. You think so? Yeah, because there's something really special that they did um, with the story element of uh, specifically, you know, mainly the prequel and the original trilogy is they actually reference all of the memes. Yeah. Huh. Um, so several references to the high ground. There's just one character <laughs> that you can come up to at, uh, before you enter the Tuscan Raider camp. And he's like, you know, this is the Tuscan Raider camp where you can find not just the men, but the women and the children, too. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, man. I, I don't know. I think that that's a that adds a little bit of a character. I mean, what wasn't a, most all of the uh, Lego Star Wars were they kind of on the nose as far as their humor, like just in general? Yeah. So Lego Star Wars, you know, or Lego games in general, follow the plot of whatever game they're doing with some added gags and whatnot. And this game very much follows that. It has that core Lego storytelling process. But what I love that they've dug it a little bit deeper in to do was to make references to those memes and, and you know, even kind of the cringier parts that people poke fun at at Star Wars. What I really love is that it, it very much feels feels like a good Star Wars parody should, which is honoring, you know, what's good about stars, what we love, but also kind of poking fun at it and, you know, um, making it a point. And I think that's where the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy kind of stand out here. The sequel trilogy doesn't have as much of that tongue in cheek. And, you know, it's funny because it probably could have used it the most considering the fans general opinion of the sequel trilogy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, you would think that maybe they could have, you know, maybe rewrote a couple of things and tried to, you know, 
maybe address some of the issues that some of the fans had with that movie. But that being then said, again, then again, it's a Lego Star Wars game, and it's like maybe it's outside of the scope of this type of game or whatever, you know? Well, I don't know. You mentioned that, and that actually is something they kind of did a little bit. For instance, the subplot between Anakin and Padme in Episode 2 has been reduced quite a bit within the Attack of the Clones episode. And, and you know, Episode 2 is one of my least favorite uh, Star Wars episodes, and I love the prequels, but, you know, I just... Episode 2 was always kind of one of the weaker ones to me, and a large bit of that is because of the admittedly cringy dialogue, and a lot of that's been reduced in this game. You pretty much just have Padme head over heels with Anakin from the moment she meets him in Episode 2. Uh, nothing as far as whenever he's a kid goes. They kind of rewrote that, so... Um, and they don't dwell on it. So a lot of the things, and I noticed that in the sequel trilogy as well, a lot of the things that are kind of more um, hated and, and criticized by the fandom, they, they did tie, tend to sort of rewrite or, or just kind of omit entirely. And I thought that that was nice. Um, and a lot of the dialogue that is cut does end up making its way one way or another into the game, though. I mean, like I said, there are a lot of different references. If you go out of your way within the open world to, you know, to talk to certain characters, you're going to catch on to a few of those. Uh, another thing that you'll notice is that every time you select a character, they have specific lines to voice or whenever characters collect kyber bricks, which sort of replace the uh, the red bricks in this game and allow you to purchase, uh, you know, the upgrades and and uh, uh extra features in the game you know every character has you know special voice dialogue that goes along with that and so a lot of those memes are introduced like you know uh, even obi-wan mentioning the high ground <laughs> whatever Classic. he selected uh, i think anakin even says something about sand oh no Oh, there's a moment in episode three that's really funny where, where like Padme's like, what's wrong, Anakin? Did you have a dream with sand? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that you're right. I mean, it's really perfect just as a parody. I mean, it's not as, you know, as wacky as, say, the Family Guy parodies, obviously, which right. I'd say almost plays them a little more like straight up parodies, not on like Airplane or Naked Gun. Like this right here, it's a lot more subtle. Like it still has, you know, all the gameplay elements that you that that you expect from Star Wars and everything, like with yeah. lightsabers and with all the different characters and how they interact and whatnot. But you know, it still it still works as a Star Wars game and as just something that's kind of satirizing it a little bit. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. And in that sense, maybe it's kind of like the, the Family Guy parody because, you know, even the Family Guy parody sort of pays homage to and, and, and has bits of being a love letter. And this game very much exists in that space. I mean, you're playing this game because you're a fan of the Star Wars franchise through the good and the bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, de definitely. And, and you get to relive some of your best moments, like the pod racing scene from episode one, like, uh, you know, some of these uh, battles in space. That's another cool thing is when you're, when you're actually uh, moving about through the open world, you want to know what's really, really fun? Uh-huh. Being Qui-Gon Jinn and beating the living shit out of uh, Anakin. <laughs> I'm doing that right now, and it is just so satisfying. Right? <laughs> that's actually something that's kind of fun about the LEGO games is that there really aren't a lot of um, consequences. I mean, it's kind of a very... It's, it's, it's intended to be a very family-free, casual experience. So when you die, you lose a few studs, but that's it. You don't lose any progress. 
And I've always, I've always actually really enjoyed that because it takes a lot of the tension away. This game even takes it a bit further because you can have health recovery as an upgrade. And you can also, uh, you even increase the amount of life that you have. Yeah. I will say the upgrades in the core class are the best. A lot of the upgrades that are character specific are admittedly not all that useful, but I mean, it's cool that they're there. Yeah, I will admit I haven't really gotten that deep into the upgrade system here. Yeah, know? well, I mean, if you hit the minus button right now on my Switch, okay, and you and you go over, flip over a few tabs, you probably have enough Kyber bricks to unlock a couple upgrades. Hmm, I'm I'm trying to find. I think I found it. Let's see here. Extra health. Okay, I think I see what's going on here. Yeah, I recommend that because one of the early upgrades you can get is the one that allows you to sprint. And that's really useful because you want to be able to sprint because the game world is pretty big. It's massive. It's the biggest we've seen in a Lego game so far. And, you know, like I said, I think a few of the more recent Lego games, starting with Lord of the Rings, had introduced that. I mean, even Lego Harry Potter kind of did that, giving you a much bigger world to roam around in with, you know, like Hogwarts itself being being the hub. And this game just gives you the entire galaxy as the hub. And so it's really ambitious. I love that you can instantly travel to just about any planet within the Star Wars universe. Well, when you really think about it, it makes sense that they would use a Lego as a catalyst for that, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, could you imagine if they tried to do a game of that scope and make it actually realistic and true to the actual movies? Like, that would be a massive undertaking. Like, it, it would really, be massive. It really would. It existing within the Lego version of this universe kind of works. I also like that with your, when you're in free play, and, that, and this even extends to when you're just in between story missions, you can actually freely switch between all of the different characters that are available. Something you could only previously do in Lego Star Wars whenever you were free playing a level specifically. Uh, now is just something that's like, and when you're in between any two story missions, you can do that. And there are a lot of side quests to do. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good thing. I mean, you definitely want to have those extra distractions and that extra gameplay, you know. And they even bring I mean, depth. I mean, there's one, there's a Lord of the Rings reference in this game that I thought was great because they used Dominic Monaghan, who plays Beaumont Ken in Rise of Skywalker. And yeah. he's also, uh, I can't remember if he's Merry or he's Pippin. He's one of the hobbits. Uh, and he goes, <laughs> and he makes a line referencing Second Breakfast. Oh my God, are you kidding me? And I thought that was awesome. Oh my Lord. That's so there's hilarious. even a reference there for the Star Wars fans. I mean, for the Lord of the Rings fans. That is hilarious, dude. <laughs> You know, the original Lego Star Wars had a secret character that was Indiana Jones. It did? Yeah. Oh, well, my Lord. The original I mean, they, one or one of the sequels, but... And they originally made... They initially made a uh, Lego Indiana Jones, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It was a reference to that. To That that was going to be the oh, next Lego man. game. I, I want to play that game, actually. That yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. I was a huge indie fan back in the day. A Lego Indiana Jones is fun. That was, that was pretty much the second major franchise they did, and then they did Lego Batman. Um... And like I said, with the Lego games, especially pertaining to the older games, you, you know, you kind of played one game, you played them all. Um, this game, like I said, though, does make a number of improvements. Uh, not only the open world and, uh, you know, like the force abilities, like I mentioned, but <laughs> Bo's just pointing the screen because the, the playthrough we're watching here is also at Mos Espa. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the exact shit that I'm trying to do here. It's like, okay, so how do you do this now? Oh, this <laughs> is that horror <laughs> section that actually is kind of horror-esque. Look at this. Oh, man. 
man, when are, we, when are we going to get a horror entry into the Star Wars franchise? That would be so awesome. That would be cool. But um, especially with, with, you know, like a lot of the direction, you know, that a lot of the, the TV series are, are going now. Yeah. But I, uh, I was going to say, so one of the other gameplay improvements that's been added, and this isn't, I don't think, new to this game. I think even Lego The Force Awakens did this. I'm not sure. But um, the ability to free aim with your blaster. But this also extends now to Jedi being able to free aim and throw their lightsabers, which is really fun. Uh, actually very useful in boss fights. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've been using that a little bit mainly to get to like certain items that are a little out of my reach uh -huh. or something like that or enemies that are out of my reach. It's that's a fun mechanic right there. And of course, they have the uh, blocking the laser shots as well. That's also really cool. That mechanic was actually central to the original Lego Star Wars games. In fact, to beat Maul, you had to do that. You had to uh, or no, not to beat Maul, to beat certain enemies. You had to, to beat Maul. You had to throw his force objects back at him that's right oh i see but um but yeah no you actually had to uh to, to block certain shots uh but you had you accomplished that by hitting the attack button as soon as it gets to you a lot of that stuff is now done automatically and not only that but all you have to do is hold yourself in the guard position and then aim your reticle at wherever you're you know you want to hit and so you can redirect one enemy's blast at another enemy that's awesome. It's a surprisingly complex system for a Lego game. Yeah, it's pretty multi-layered, honestly. And, and of course, yeah, it makes sense as, uh, you know, controls for a Star Wars game. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's actually very intuitive. I mean, I, I really like the uh, I, I like the way that the force powers are being used here. It's, yeah. it's interesting. And true to Lego fashion, nearly every character is playable here. I mean, down to the gonk droids, you know, it, it is actually pretty phenomenal. Um, most of all of the characters now fit into these different classes. So you have the force users, or I mean, so I guess you say you have the Jedi and you have the dark side, and then you have heroes, which are was kind of your previous archetype of characters that you typically use blasters and grapple abilities have all kind of been thrust into the hero class now. Um, but characters like, like Gungans, like Jarger are also in there. And then you've got villains, uh, which, uh, are kind of a mix between the hero class and, and what ha was previously done using bounty hunters in previous games, having, you know, like the detonator and whatnot, but pretty much it's just the, the anti hero class, <laughs> okay that's funny but we had another uh parallel moment between the television and the switch screen that bo's playing it's almost perfect honestly but you like, also have of course bounty hunters and the heroic equivalent of that is the uh, scoundrels so characters like uh, han solo chewbacca and lando who previously would have fit into the hero class now have their own unique class uh and have the ability to undertake uh unique smuggling missions which is pretty cool Really? Yeah. And, and some of their uh, special abilities, like upgradable abilities, allow them to get discounted prices on things and buying shit and stuff like that. Um, you also now have the scavenger class, which is kind of cool. It's kind of a unique, cool. of a, uh, And you won't you don't actually get any scavenger characters until either episode six or episode seven. But um, there are some DLC characters, but they actually give you the ability to construct unique Lego objects like gliders and net gun and uh, net blasters and uh, brake blasters and stuff. It's actually really cool. Um, a whole other character class that they've used to throw in like the Ewoks and uh, and Ray actually before she gains her Jedi powers. 
And then, of course, you also have the protocontroids and the astromech droids who function similarly to how they did in the previous games, but actually have a few combat abilities of their own now. Yeah, that's cool. And in ah. the previous games, uh, the uh, the protocol droids had no combat abilities whatsoever, and the astromechs were limited. Uh, and they've actually kind of expanded on that. They're still not combat-centric classes. Like in previous games, enemies will ignore them, and their abilities are more focused on being able to slip past enemies. But they do have a little bit of combat to them. You know, Like I said, the astromech droids can grapple and shit now. Um the protocol droids can actually break shit and attack people, which is cool. And then you've also got, I think, an extras class, which is just everybody else. Anybody that doesn't fit into a category and probably doesn't have a special ability of their own. That's really interesting. I mean, it almost makes it kind of play like an action RPG in a way. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like I said, there were previous Lego star Wars has always had an, an different character types that you could play as like you had your Jedi, you had your heroes, but now they've, they've developed them into these, you know, more, uh, these more expansive classes, you know, and you have this class system. And like I said, all of which have these upgradable abilities, which, you know, just at least add another depth of gameplay to this. Each episode is pretty short. It's only five levels each, and you can probably get through each each episode within maybe an hour or two if you're just gold golden path, you know, mainlining the the entire game. But beyond that, there is just so much to do in between games, and it's easy to find yourself distracted. And I keep having to tell myself, you know what? Now let's come back, you know, like after I beat this episode or once I've, you know, actually unlocked a character from this class. But at any time that you want, you know, you can go and, and you can do, you know, different missions like smuggling missions or go and find kyber bricks or mini kit pieces. Well, you can only find mini kit pieces within the levels, but, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I'm still playing this game and everything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, th this is really cool, honestly. I I'm actually enjoying myself here. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was great. One thing that I thought that I was going to keep on for this entire game because I found out it was an option was mumble mode. 
I've said this before, and and I'll say it again, and I'm gonna actually. I'm going to actually have a little bit more to say about it now, but I always thought the Lego games were more fun back in the days when the characters didn't talk in the original Lego star Wars games, the characters just sort of mumbled. And so they always had these sort of visual cues to have to try to explain the story to you. Like for instance, in the, I am your father scene in the original trilogy, Darth Vader had to come up with shit like pulling up a family photo to try to convince Luke Skywalker that, you know, he's his father and stuff. And so they had to find <laughs> clever ways of communicating, communicating points and i always felt like when the character started talking it just opened up the way for dumb kid jokes yeah i i could see how it really kind of amped up the humor a little bit you know it kind of forced a more expressive kind of storytelling it definitely had a charming element to it but and so so when i heard that the mumble mode was going to be a feature of this game i thought immediately i'm going to turn that on and i did but what i found out is that all it does is that it it forces the characters to mumble and instead of speaking their actual voice lines. And then instead you're still going to see the subtitles on text to clue you in onto what they're saying. So the game isn't relying nearly as much on those visual gags anyway. And in this case, they're actually using the talent of the, uh, a lot of the actors from the clone wars and rebels TV series who are actually quite good. So I ended up turning mumble mode back off and, and just enjoying the voices in the game. Cause they're actually really well done. <laughs> they really are. I mean, they're very true to the original movies and to the Clone Wars uh, voice actors as well. Yeah, and so. some Lego games, I think, just reused movie footage. This game might at some points, but I think for the most part, they just revoiced all the lines using uh, using the, the voice actors. And so, like I said, that, that includes a lot of the talent from uh, the Clone Wars, which is actually, you know fairly well praised i mean like i said matt lander is almost in, in some cases considered a better version of anakin than hayden christensen was and um i, I can't remember the guy that does obi-wan's name but he sounds exactly like ewan mcgregor <laughs> he's almost like a dead ringer for him vocal wise it's, it's crazy yeah so um and then they have a character that does uh they, they have a, the voice that i think the same person that voices the alec guinness version of obi-wan from rebels as well so and might i add a good little uh, touch on this is they have the same screen wipes from star wars like almost perfectly like mm -hmm. especially in the uh in the prequels oh, james arnold taylor that's his name I, I i love that that little touch those little touches right there really kind of adds to the cinematic experience of this game oh yeah totally yeah yeah right now, right now i think i'm at the jedi academy i believe you're on Coruscant. I'm a Coruscant. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you have Coruscant that you can go visit. And that's one of the bigger environments along with Tatooine in this game. And there are quite a few missions that you can undertake there, you know, and you can come back to it anytime, even whenever you move on to the original trilogy, you know, and, and the sequels, you know, it just kind of expands the map and you can go back and you don't even have to access a separate, the separate free play mode that's provided. Just when you're in between story missions, you actually have an opportunity to engage in these missions and, you know, Play to your heart's content. Do whatever you think you, you want to do. You see a kyber brick that you think you have the ability to go ahead and get? Go ahead and get it. Oh, you uh, are sent on a smuggling mission to some other planet or, you know, a bounty hunter mission somewhere else. Cool. We'll go ahead and, and you know, undertake that. I think one, one of the cooler side quests 
that I came across was one where they actually have you go and speak to all of the witnesses within uh, Moss Eisley Cantina and uh, to, to figure out whether Han or Greedo shot first. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, got no. to bring back that. Seriously, I, mean, I, I, I thought that uh, I thought that Lucas went back and fixed that. Well, that's where the the debate. Yeah, the, I remember the yeah, I remember the original oh, debate. I'm saying that it's the special editions didn't he go back and fix that? One of the special, I think the last version of the special edition has them shoot just basically simultaneously. Oh, come on now, <laughs> take away all the mystery out of that. Well, at this point, it's such a point of contention that you're gonna piss somebody off either way. Because I, I actually recently watched a new help on Disney Plus, so whatever version they're using on that one, which I am assuming is the most up to date actually features the characters shooting at each other pretty much simultaneously. I mean, they made sure to show that Han's hand is on his trigger and he's ready to shoot at any time. So I, I'm actually kind of okay with that. In my opinion, though, uh, I think it was best kept as is, as it was originally. Greedo shot first. No, Han shot first. Greedo shot first. No, because Han is a scoundrel. Han was not a hero at the beginning of the story. He is absolutely the character that would shoot Greedo. Yeah, he would totally do that. You're right. It makes no sense. I mean, he becomes a good guy, late, like a better guy later on, but I don't know. Like you said, that's why Han has his own character class, the scoundrel. That's dedicated to him, man. Oh, what? See, I'm not, I'm not at the point where I'm playing as Han here, so I, I haven't gotten to that. My only disappointment with the game is that they uh, neglected to include my favorite scene in the entire Star Wars saga. Oh, no. What would that be? Well, where, where you get to kill the younglings as Anakin. Oh. They took it out. What? They took that out? It's okay. It wasn't in the original either. It's too dark for a kid's game. In fact, a lot of the character what, what deaths if, are sort of... What, what, um, if, it, what if it was uh, like a uh, deleted scene that you could actually like data mine out of the game? <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Hey, Easter egg hunters, get to it. Find this scene. If it's in here, find it. Find I want to, I want to see it. And I want to play it. Or at least a reference to it would, I, it, you know, somewhere in there, but there's probably a line of dialogue. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think there is an Easter egg. There's something that, that actually happens if you uh, continue to beat up kid characters in the game or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go beat up Anakin a little more then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are no, like I said, there are no consequences. You can beat up your, your other characters. Uh, in true Lego fashion, of course, you do have the, uh, the, some of the best cooperative multiplayer I've ever seen in a video game to this day, which is the ability for the second player character to just drop in and out at any time. Um, and even if they have to edit the story just a little bit to make sure that two characters are playable at any time, you know, it works. And so I really did like that. Although there are a couple sections of this game in particular that I wondered how that works. Hmm. I'm, I'm not sure how that would work either. I don't know. I'm playing on a Switch Lite, so I don't really have a way to play it. Uh, also, this game doesn't have online multiplayer, something that's been in a few of the Lego games, but not all of them. Is it just the Switch version or? As far no, as none know, of them. It, but it does have hmm. it does have couch co-op, but huh, not online play. So it would be kind of cool if they added that in a later patch, but definitely not necessary. Oh, and the customized characters are gone. You can't create your own characters oh, anymore. What? They had to create a character in the original game? Yeah, they did. Oh, man. So you could build your own Lego Star Wars or, Lego dude? I want to say starting with, with Lego Star Wars 2 or the complete saga. But oh, yeah. man, that's a total jip. And if they have downloadable content coming out, that should be part of it. They should patch that in. Yeah. Bring like, back, seriously. 
bring back the uh, the the customizable characters because those were cool. Because honestly, I could probably sit here and make a pretty crazy character with something like that. If you make it comprehensive enough, mm-hmm. like yeah, you could probably have a lot of fun with that. So basically, what it allowed you to do was pick, you know, whatever head, torso, legs, arms that you wanted to go along. So, so if so, if you had any experience playing with the uh, Lego in any way, like I mean, it's just like putting together different Lego dudes. Yeah, so it allowed you to customize any piece from any other character together and create your own minifigure. And then by picking whatever items that they had in their hands, you would actually determine their special abilities. So if you give them a lightsaber, like they'll have force abilities. If you give them a blaster, they'll be able to use that and grapple and shit. So it was actually a kind of neat way of, of doing that. Now, imagine if they would have done that with the class based system that they've kind of set up here. Like that would actually be really interesting. Yeah, what they'd end up having to do is just have you pick a character class and stick to it. Um, I think there was a little bit of a mix and match component. Like, you could have a character that had, like, a blaster and a lightsaber, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, though. But in this game, to make it work, you should probably just have to pick a character class. But nonetheless, it would be cool to see that inclusion because that's kind of been a staple in the series. I know we are getting DLC in the form of different characters. Some DLC packs were actually released at launch. And so if you purchase the DLC, and I did right away, it was like 20 bucks for the expansion pass, you get access to characters from The Mandalorian. I know right now, like The Mandalorian Season 1 was was one of them. So you can already play as uh, Din Djarin and Grogu. They're kind of together. Baby Yoda is not his own character. You just play as the Mandalorian and uh, Grogu is a kind of a support character that works alongside him. And it's just kind of there, but it's, it's fun. Nonetheless, um, Mandalorian season two characters are coming out, including like Ahsoka and a few others and Boba Fett as the, uh, the elder Boba Fett. But by the way, they danced around the issue of Boba Fett's ship name because in game it's just called Jango Fett's starship and Boba Fett's starship or something like that. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) But anyway, um, I guess, you know, without getting into spoilers, there's not a lot more to say. Uh, I, I, I will include one more of my, one of my favorable moments of the game is there's one NPC that you can talk to in uh, the original trilogy era who says that he's going to move to Alderaan because he thinks it's going to be safer. Oh, really? oh, no. Oh, no. It's pretty dark, right? <laughs> yeah, that that's really dark. Damn. <laughs> it's like, you'll be safe. It's like you'll totally be safe on Alderaan. Is is, is that like a uh, the equivalent of like a nine eleven joke in the Star Wars universe? I think like, so. Yeah, I th- I would think so. Right. Right. <laughs> so so what? I mean, the Death Star can't can't melt steel beams. I think it totally can with that laser. <laughs> right. <laughs> like one hundred percent. See, here's another classic moment: the boss battles. You know, all of the epic boss battles. We're watching this on the screen right now. This is the Darth Maul duel of the fate scene, which oh, you know, arguably is yeah. one of the best moments in the series. Um. The boss fights are definitely more combat focused in previous Lego games. There are a lot of bosses kind of had puzzle strategies and a little bit of that is implemented here, but for the most part, they're sort of just focused on the game's combat system. But even so, you know, you've got some cool moments here. Like um, Darth Maul is, is, focusing on Qui-Gon Jinn. So you switch to, you know, Obi-Wan and, and land a hit and, behind and there's another fight place where you're fighting count dooku and um after you damage him a little bit he'll jump up on top of something and you've got to use the force to open up a pathway there and shit like that so does it does it uh, actually kind of follow the actual story of the fight itself 
Yeah, in like, some cases, I, I was just watching um, uh, Empire Strikes Back today, you know, kind of in preparation. And uh, in the Lego version of that scene in this game, uh, they actually include uh, a, a significant portion of the fight that acts a lot like it does in Empire Strikes Back, where you have to kind of follow Vader through these tunnels and through the, the ventilation shafts and whatnot. Oh, wow. No kidding. And even yeah. the part where he kind of goes outside of Cloud City for a little while. And uh, yeah, they did a really good job with that. I mean, here we are again with the duel of the fate scene and you actually get to uh, wait, wait till you get to the part with the red bars here. Yeah, that that's what I'm actually kind of uh, anticipating a little bit, you know. But so far, I mean, I'm liking how they're like structuring this this fight. I mean, you even have uh, some of the uh, battle droids come out and you have to fight some of them, it looks like. Yeah. So so it has different stages to it. Yeah, it does. See, and so here's another stage of the fight where you're going to have to go to these other sections and uh, unlock a couple of things in order to get to Maul here. But then, uh, yeah, later on, you do get to the part of the fight where you actually, the red bars come up and um, you have to solve some puzzles in order to, to make those, in order to progress. And so a lot of that classic Lego gameplay is still here. Uh, just enhanced by a much more robust combat system uh again the uh the class system really works you know to to uh to its benefit here um uh, and just a lot of other new gameplay mechanics the open world and everything just really make this you know in my opinion i think this is probably the best lego game to come out the switch just died it just died fuck. damn it i was charging it too before this <laughs> yeah what the fuck but yeah, I mean, from what I played, I mean, I think that this is a great, you know, is a great send up of the original formula and everything from some of the original games. Like, like I said, I have more experience with the Lego DC games than anything. So honestly, this, this right here, it's a great way to play all of these fantastic games, honestly. And, yeah. and with, with, with just a, just an overall new look and new combat system. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that. Honestly, I'm impressed by what I played so far. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, what are, what are your final thoughts on Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga? Well, of course, it's going to be very limited because I've only barely played through, like, the first part of episode one and everything. But, right. I mean, it's it's pretty seamless combat-wise. I, I like the exploration. I, I like the uh, use of the Force and the and also the different character classes. It's like... Yeah, it makes it feels it makes it feel more like an RPG in a way. It's like yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm almost surprised that they didn't like use hit points or experience points or anything like that. I mean, it, it kind of would have been, it kind of uh, would have made sense in a way if they. Used I see something what like you're that. saying. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they do introduce you know a few oh, yeah. RPG mechanics here. Yeah, this is here's, what I'm talking about. Here's here. the red bar scene. Yep. Oh, yeah. And so you actually, you know, kind of have to use the force to solve a few puzzles here to progress. This one actually stumped me. This next one up here, the last barrier that you have to cross because. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So you think you have to put that in the blue canister, but you have to actually put it in the other blue canister in order to unlock the other canister. Just wait till oh, it turns around okay, here. Okay, so see that green? Yeah. That's, that's locked. Okay, I see. I see. That stumped okay. the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, what the hell, man? Because I'd put the blue in the blue, the red in the red, you know, and the yellow in the yellow. And I was like, how the fuck do I get the green out? No, you have to put the blue in the other blue. You, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? In order to unlock that so you could. Yeah. So, you know, make you think a little bit. I yeah. didn't. I, I hadn't expected that. You know, usually the uh, Lego Star Wars puzzle. I mean, our Lego puzzles are, you know, they're thought provoking, but they're not, you know, like 
Zelda or anything, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But but yeah, no, this game actually kind of, uh, I think there's something in it for everyone. I'm going to pull an IGN here. fucking ign damn it there's something in it for everyone there truly is though you know if you're a diehard lego i mean if you're a diehard star wars fan you're somebody that's that's played you know watched all nine movies and you want a way to kind of revisit that story here's an excellent game for you if you're a kid that loves legos you know here's a fucking game for you and actually a pretty awesome introduction to the lego series yeah if i do say so myself it's I mean, like I said, first time I really played this, I mean, I really got into it pretty easily. So, you know, I mean, it's it, it's very easy to get into. It's super easy to get to and kind of addicting. And one thing that's really nice about the Switch version of this game, which, by the way, runs really well, in case anybody was wondering, it's the same experience that you get on the consoles. Um, but what's really nice is that it's a game that you can actually just play a little bit of before you go to bed. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed being able to just, like, sit in bed and, you know, and, 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 and play on my Switch a little bit before I went to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, I. This is a definitely a fun game like that. I can see doing it <laughs> just in bits and pieces. <laughs> what the hell? Oh my god! Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that this is uh, honestly the definitive Lego experience so far. Uh, I think it really kind of throws everything out of the water, and I would love to see you know another franchise get the Skywalker Saga treatment. Yeah. I love this old dude. There's a running gag with this old dude who keeps proclaiming that he's really Amidala. What the hell? Really? Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. That that actually there's, there's a, there's a moment I don't want to spoil that that kind of comes full circle to it. It's really actually funny. (laughs) Oh, wow. I I can't wait to see that. I I like to to play through and see that moment, but no, I actually like that. You know, they take the, uh, I'm Padme, uh, you know, I'm Queen Amidala scene and they turn into several characters shouting, shouting out that, and then trying to take the place and say that they're Amidala. (laughs) Oh my God. No way. But anyway, yeah, I guess that's kind of my final thoughts on Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Highly recommend a perfect game. No, it's a fucking Lego game. You know, it's exactly what you'd expect and a little bit more, actually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, more or less. I would say so. So it's a lot of fun. And, you know, even beyond the story of the uh, of the Skywalker saga films, you actually have a lot of content. I mean, this game is surprisingly robust. There's there's a lot to do. Yeah. But anywho, what's coming up on Collateral Cinema, Bo? Well, we've got our 420 episode coming up. That's going to be Evil Bong, uh, the full moon features released. That's going to be all kinds of fun. And we are also going to be doing sidekicks very soon. That may or may not be our season finale. I'm not really sure. So we're, we're just going to see what happens. But yeah, uh, Rocky yeah, 2 is either going to be our season finale or we're throwing it in next season. One of the two. One of the two. We're, we're going to try to figure it out there. I'm not really <laughs> sure what we're doing there. But yeah, yeah. Look for sidekicks. Chuck Norris, Jonathan Brandis, 90s movie and Joe Piscopo. Fuck yeah. Fucking Joe Piscopo, man. So on the collateral gaming side, we are also having our 420 special. We're going to be talking about GoldenEye. We have a Nintendo 64 here in the studio. We're going to get super baked and we're going to play it. In addition to that, this month, also expect our review of Anthem. That's going to be our bad game review of the season. I was actually playing some Anthem today. And um, yeah, I've seen some of the Matt McMuscles episodes on uh 
on Anthem. It's like it's a hell of a story what went on behind the scenes there. Yeah, like, and it's yeah. not as much of an objectively bad game as some of our previous features are, but it's just such a huge disappointment. I feel like, and I'm, um, it's, and sometimes that could be worse. Yeah, you know? yeah, because you're expecting a lot, and because there's potential, even you know, I. We'll get into it on the episode, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, on collateral gaming, that's what we're going to be talking about next. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and reveal what we're doing the rest of this season. Uh, next month is going to be Hellblade: Cinema Sacrifice, and then uh, our uh, again, you know, there might be a game pulled here or there if we decide to cut the season short. But right now, the plan is to go ahead and do Fire Emblem the original GBA release, the one, uh, the Blazing Blade, which is the game that is actually in the United States, simply called Fire Emblem. And that's been a really awesome because I've been introduced to the Fire Emblem series and I've been enjoying the hell out of a lot of games from that franchise. Hmm. And then our season finale should be Resident Evil 2 plus Resident Evil 2 Remake. We're going to do a two-part uh, kind of focusing on both of those. And I'm going to be there as well because Resi 2 is the shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just the original PlayStation Resi games are just totally fucking top notch as far as I'm concerned. Fuck yeah. And we're already planning out next season on both podcasts, you know, and kind of getting our structure together, figuring out what what uh, movies and games we're going to talk about. And, and let me tell you, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting season, needless to say. I'm always excited to talk about new shit, you know, and I'm always excited to move on to the next thing and kind of, you know, because you play a game or you watch a movie and you think, you know, I do now, you know, I want to talk about this on the podcast. Yeah, that's kind of what it's uh, was uh, come to more or less with with all with everything. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. Anyway, you can find Collateral Gaming wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube. We are also on Patreon. If you donate any amounts of money you get access to our exclusive let's play video game commentaries check us out on social media as well twitter instagram and facebook all of the above or all of the aforementioned applies to collateral cinema as well and join our facebook group collateral media podcast it's a great place to hang out and uh post memes and uh news that are related to the worlds of cinema video games even TV. Yeah, yeah, even TV shows. We've done a few of those. Anime. Uh-huh. So podcasts in general. But I guess that's really all there is to say for now. That being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Bo Maddox. This has been Collateral Gaming with Collateral Cinema. We are out. Slav Ukraine. May the force be with you.
Collateral Gaming is a collateral media podcast. All music and game clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.